Good evening. For those of you who don't know, I'm Claire, I'm the youth minister here, and I'm just going to spend uh, two or three, four or five, probably seven or eight minutes uh, talking about joy. I put up there a picture of a little boy blowing bubbles, because I used to love doing that as a kid. I don't know about you, but it brought me great joy. I wonder what things brought, uh, bring you joy. What kind of things bring you joy? What I'd like you to do just with the person uh, around you is to maybe just have a moment, indulgence. Tell them what you enjoy, what brings you joy. I'll give you mine, a lion on a Saturday morning. That brings me joy. Just talk to the people around you. What brings you joy? Okay, let's hear a few of them. Anyone want to tell me what brings you joy? Going to see Bon Jovi, I'm with you. The only time I saw him was in orange leather trousers. It brought me great joy. (laughs) Margaret. Being with friends, having lunch together. Joy. Great joy. Anyone else? Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh, yeah, big time. (laughs) Sunshine. Especially when it's so uh, wintry and then you get a lovely sunny day. That's great. Anyone else? Say that again. Singing praises to God. I was hoping someone might say that. Yeah, singing praises to God. Good music. Anything that's good. Good music. Okay. Anybody else? Big waves at the seaside when you got your wellies on. Yeah, I agree. What did you say? A nice big bar of chocolate. Wait till next Sunday. I had a few. A summer's evening, worshipping God, singing praises, seeing uh, friends I haven't seen for a while. There are many things that bring me joy, but they're kind of things that bring you kind of happiness, aren't they? And if you were here this morning and uh, have been thinking about joy with us today, uh, the Bible talks about joy in a slightly different way than happiness. It's not talking about that surface happiness. It's talking about something really deep inside of us. And I've got something that we're going to look at on the screen together that uh, highlights some of the passages in the Bible um, that talk about joy. And it's to quite a lively song. So if you want to dance, that's fine. Or clap, or smile, or whatever you want. But let's watch this together and read some of the things that uh, it talks about together uh, in the Bible about joy. Let's uh, have a look together. Thank you. Did you enjoy the song? No one danced. Maybe later. Maybe later. Pardon? Oh, I'll show you the actions. No. (laughs) Joy. There were lots and lots of things up there that talked about joy. There were many, many passages uh, that we saw. You look in the Psalms and joy comes up so many times. If we don't dance, the trees are going to dance with joy, it says in the Psalms. There are so many times in the Psalms where it says, rejoice in the Lord, or sing praise to the Lord, sing joyful songs to the Lord. Joy comes up an awful lot in the praise songs of the Bible. But there were a couple of other verses there as well that we might not uh, automatically think, cool, what on earth is that about? What does that say about joy? What does that say about joy? Well, this is one of them. And there's a picture of some chains behind it because Paul was writing this from prison. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. And he's writing that in a place of real hardship, of real hardship. What is this joy that Paul's 
talking about? Well, I think that that passage gives us a big clue, and it's a very little word, and it's the word in that's up there in that first line. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Joy is about being in friendship, relationship with Jesus. And it's very basic. If you want to know pure joy, it's about having a deep knowledge, a deep excitement, a deep passion, a deep love for being Jesus' friend. That word in is really important in that passage. Some spiritual dude about 100 years ago said joy is like this. Joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing every day. It is a choice based on the knowledge that we belong to God and have found in God our refuge and our safety and nothing, not even death, can take God away from us. Joy is the experience of knowing that you are unconditionally loved and that nothing, sickness, failure, emotional distress, oppression, war or even death, can take that love away. That's what joy is. It's about knowing, even if everything around you, like that song we sang, if all around is failing, even if everything around us looks a bit bleak, we can have that deep joy because we know we belong to Christ. We know that we have a friendship with the Almighty Lord. We know our life is completely safe in his hands. We will be with him forever. Joy is all about knowing we are unconditionally loved and that nothing can take that away from us. That's how Paul was able to say this. Always be full of joy in the Lord again, I say rejoice. Everything around him looked fairly bleak. He was under house arrest. He wasn't allowed to leave. There were soldiers with him at every point. He was awaiting uh, to be executed, to be put to death for being a follower of Jesus. He was waiting to be put to death. And he's encouraging everyone to be full of joy. Everything around him was failing, but he knew, he knew who he was in Christ. The next passage, which you got a glimpse of, is a really challenging passage and maybe one that we want to think about together over uh, the course of this Holy Week as we think again about what happened on Good Friday and uh, Easter Sunday, the first ones. Let us fix our eyes... Why is this moving? <laughs> Excuse me. Well, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne. You see, Jesus knew he was going to die, and yet for the joy set before him, because he knew what his death was going to achieve, because he knew he wasn't going to stay dead, but he was going to rise again, because he knew his death meant that me and you could be forgiven and in God's family forever, because of all those great things we know of being a Christian, because of that joy, he was prepared to die in a really horrible way. Because he knew how important it was. Because he longed for us to be forgiven and free and in relationship with him, he was willing to die. It's an incredible passage, really. 
I wonder when you think about being a Christian, some of us are, have been Christians not long, some of us haven't quite made it yet, some of us have been for a while. What things strike to mind? What joys come to mind? What things bring you joy? I was with uh, the smaller children up in the um, at halls uh, this morning. We had a lovely time and I asked some of them what brought them joy. And uh, apart from lots of food-related things and uh, mummies being nice to them, I came up a few times as well. Uh, some of them said uh, coming to church, singing God's praise. Some of them said always chatting to Jesus before I go to school. It was really exciting. What things bring you joy about being in friendship with God? Maybe you want to think about that tonight. But how does this joy express itself? Let's just uh, spend one or two minutes thinking about this. How does joy express itself? Firstly, in gratitude, in saying thank you. We're going to uh, pray a little bit later on. John is going to lead us in a prayer of thanks, thanking God for all that he has done. Because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Because he longed to be in relationship with us. Because he longed to be able to forgive us. He was able to show his love in that way. We should say thank you for all of that. So this week, as we travel through Holy Week together, remember to say thank you to God for all that you uh, have received from him, all that he has done for you, all that he is and all that he will be. Remember, joyful people say thank you. Secondly, in worship, we're going to do uh, some of this later, in singing of songs. I was thinking about this the other day, and uh, that happy song has got many happy memories for me, as you might imagine. And one is being on a beach in, Bre- in Brighton when I was about 13. And Delirious, the band who had uh, written that song, were very unknown at that point. They were like a church worship band, and they were doing a gig on the beach. And uh, I went, and it was great fun, and there was about a 1,000 people there. And they sang that song, and I just remember being stood on Brighton Beach uh, doing, um, what, uh, what do you call it, the grapevine, you know, like, you know, uh, kind of um, dancing around and uh, country dancing, and it was wicked. And there were about a 1,000 people there to that song. You might think I'm mad, but it was so much fun. Um, there was just that sense among everybody there that we love God so much. He's put his joy in us, and we're going to express that in worship. And I think we probably danced for about an hour, and then we had an ice cream, and then we danced for about another hour, and it was amazing. I'm hoping that you have got a moment like that, where God's joy is just so in you. You just want to thank him and praise him and worship him, and you don't want to stop. Maybe that will happen tonight. You never know. How does joy express itself in confident living? What do I mean by that? It means when you wake up tomorrow, you remember all that Jesus has done for you, how much of a friend you are to him, and you want to live like that. The joy you have, the deep joy that you know about, that means that tomorrow morning will be different, will be exciting. You'll know that you can live the whole day for God, because of God. You can serve him in everything you do, and you don't need to be ashamed. You don't need to be worried, because he's always going to be there with you. Paul was writing from prison, and I'm sure his every day was quite a challenge. But every day he lived knowing that Jesus had saved him. 
Every day he was confident in all of the rich blessings that God had poured into his life. Every day he knew that it didn't matter whether he was alive or dead because he'd be with his Lord in heaven. Finally, ineffective evangelism. If you know the great joy of being a Christian, you'll just have to tell other people. I remember hearing J. John, a famous evangelist, speaking a few years ago at uh, Soul Survivor. And I won't try to be him. He's a little Greek man with a very good sense of humour. I have one of those. And um, he was telling a story about going out for lunch after church in America. Apparently, everybody does it. And they all traipsed out to church. And he got chatting to one of the waiters. And he said... uh, you look a bit miserable today. And the waiter said, yeah, it's the graveyard shift. And J. John said, the graveyard shift? What do you mean that? And he goes, oh, no one likes to do this shift because it's full of Christians. And J. John said, well, I'm one of those. Why do you hate it? And he goes, the the waiter said, well, frankly, they sit there and moan about the sermon. They don't tip us. And they look fairly miserable. Do you know what, chaps? We've got the joy of the Lord in our hearts. We've been saved by the Almighty God. He loves us. He gave himself for us. We're in relationship with him. And even if things around us are hard, we can still know that deep joy. And somewhere, a smile can come. I hope if you go out for Sunday lunch, you might tip the waiters and maybe even smile and not moan about the sermon. That would be really good. But do you know, if you've got the joy of the Lord in your heart, actually going out and telling people about Jesus becomes a little bit more natural. If you really think before you maybe go to work about what God has done for you, then actually I believe work will be a different place because you're going with that sense of peace and security and confidence in God and that sense of joy in your heart. And the situations you face will Uh, possibly challenge that joy at many points. But you never know. Actually, that joy might express itself in you having the confidence to tell someone else about what it means to be a Christian or them just seeing something in you and thinking that's a little bit different. How does joy express itself? Well, there's four. I'm sure you could come up with a few more. But by saying thank you, by living a life of worship, by living a confident life and by sharing that joy and saying, hey chaps, I've found this deep joy. Do you want to find out about it? Let's stand together and we're going to pray.